no idea when Dev starts on this. Oh, me neither. Is it now? It can't be now. There's no way. Wait, it's coming up. Okay, hold on. Okay. Places. Places. The history of film. That better who is when the lights go dim. From James Cagney to Nosferatu and stunts that shock you. And dirty, dirty tricks to your made. From wings to Top Gun, movie stars and no ones Romantic crazy fans that leave no real a ton Hollywood is still from history in Hollywood They chase the Oscar but it's all a sham Just like Shaq and Kazam All your dreams can come true Film history, the history of film All of it made for you Good God, that was terrible all right, everybody, this is part three. If you got the need, the need for speed, we're going to take you into uh, some more Top Gun. And if you didn't see the description already. <laughs> if um, you haven't learned for the past two weeks, <laughs> we're here. We're here to bring it on home. <laughs> bring it on so home. put down that meth pipe and pick up some Tom Cruise. <laughs> and we're going to the danger zone. <laughs> we're going to the danger zone today on this episode of... Film history. The, the history, history of film. Uh, and as I mentioned earlier, unfortunately, someone did die making Top Gun. Um, and it's interesting, man. It was not in a big jet. It wasn't anything like that. Uh, it was someone so slipped on all the baby oil and cracked yeah, her head open. Yeah. <laughs> it was a guy who died of horniness <laughs> watching the volleyball scene. Uh, <laughs> Fuse exploded. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, this guy who died, he was a fucking legend. His name was Art Scholl, uh, and he was a very famous stunt pilot. Like, if if you flew planes in these days, you knew about this guy. He was a legend on the aircraft carrier. Dudes Whoa. were like, oh, my God, fucking Art Scholl is here. Like, the, the, the guy who does crazy plane stunts, he's just this, like, you know, fucking, like, insane stunt guy and he, he cool. also he's an instructor he teaches people how to do it Whoa. by now he's like 54 years old in top gun and he's on in his career basically in his era plane shots in movies dude was involved like he was almost any movie that needed stunt flying dude was probably somewhere in the vicinity like overseeing it or up in a plane he was a pilot in a team back in the day the series uh, the Fall Guy, the series, uh, The Right Stuff, the movie about the astronauts. He was a pilot in that. She was mm-hmm. famous for his like cool aerial footage that he could get. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's fucking filming Top Gun, uh, and he was flying a Pitts S2 camera plane. And at one point, he failed to recover from a flat spin that actually happened in the fucking movie. Oh, shit. Failed to recover from a flat flat spin and plunged in the Pacific Ocean. And his last words were, I have a problem. I have a real problem. And then he crashed. And the Navy was never able to find the plane, never able to find art. They Whoa. still, to this day, they never found his body or the plane. Whoa. Which baffles the fuck out of me. I have no idea how you don't find a whole ass plane. Yeah. But they never have. Maybe if they like tried nowadays with modern technology, Whoa. maybe they could. But or he's still out there. He's still out there, man. He's Dude. out there with Amelia Earhart. Yeah, he got uh, he got picked up by Kevin Costner on the, wa- <laughs> on the Waterworld flotilla. When he's fucking floating uh. away tied to the mast. <laughs> he's like, hey! <laughs> Art! <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, but this film Whoa. is dedicated. The film's dedicated to him. Cool. At the end, it's dedicated to Art Scholl. Yeah. Dude, Somebody crazy. lost their fucking life, man. Making... Wait, so he was that far out that they didn't. They couldn't even see him? I he guess was, so. He was just getting B-roll footage of water? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know what the hell he was getting. He's probably water. chasing the UFO, bro. Yeah, Whoa. dude. And they got his ass. There's something they're not telling us. Oh, my God. I tell you, bro. Everyone, speaking of uh, the leading fighter pilot out of San Diego, everyone should go back and listen to David Fravor. Commander David Fravor on Lex Friedman's podcast because David Fravor was the wing commander of the of the aircraft carrier attack group and him and his co-pilot are the ones that got footage and chased the Tic Tac UFO Holy off shit. of San Diego. Wow. He was the wing commander of that whole division and squadron over LA during 9-11. The guy's like super highly respected and he's been on a bunch of podcasts but he is the best one I feel like is on Lexus because he goes into like the science behind everything and the engineering behind it and he tells the story about like they just were like detecting these things all the time like the carrier group and they were seeing them on radar didn't know what they were and they just happened to detect one while him and his co-pilot were up there doing a training mission so they said cancel the training mission we're gonna go investigate and that's when they chase this thing and got footage of it and the Navy released that footage. And we're like, yeah, we don't know what these are. These are all over the Eastern seaboard, the Western seaboard. We chase them all the time. We don't know. We can't, we can't figure it out. Whoa. <laughs> Jesus, man. Whoa. Man. They got, they got art. They got art. They must, yeah. He must have seen something and they zapped him. Yeah. Is that, I, it just, it, I just can't accept Maybe that they they so didn't find skills. Maybe, man. They, yeah, they recruited him. Yeah, they, they, he's flying spaceships now. Yeah, <laughs> he's flying UFOs. He's like, you're such a good human pilot. You're now joining the intergalactic intergalactic force <laughs> of space federation pilots fighting a war in another galaxy. He's in space force. Oh my god, I hope so. I yeah. hope Art went on to be be a, a fighter pilot for UFOs. He's out there somewhere. He's out there. <laughs> so the thing is filmed. They got this thing filmed. They wrapped it up. They actually managed to pull this thing off. Uh, you got to slap some music on this thing, right? So we're going to get a little bit into the fucking music for this movie, man. Another insane story from the 80s, cocaine-fueled as hell. Really? Dude, the Top Gun soundtrack is one of the most popular soundtracks to date, reaching nine platinum certifications, number one on the Billboard Hot 200 albums chart for five non-consecutive weeks in the summer and fall of 86. And, uh... Harold Faltermeyer, who previously worked with both Jerry Bruckheimer and Don Simpson on Beverly Hills Cop, was sent the script to Top Gun and uh, by Bruckheimer before filming. He was like, make some music for this script. And so he got, it was like this band of fucking, you know, studio scorers, scoreys, score, scorists. Scorists. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I'm losing my words. Yes, sorry. I, I'm at the man. We're in the we're in the back nine of this episode. Uh, <laughs> so Giorgio Moroder and Tom Whitlicht work on numerous songs, including the Oscar-winning "Take My Breath Away." And before I glaze over this, Giorgio Moroder wrote the music, and Tom Whitlock wrote the lyrics for "Take My Breath Away." The movie plays this song like it's stuck in my head right now because I watched this movie yesterday. Take my breath away. Oh my god. They play this song throughout like the entire thing, and especially any time it gets horny, this is the song. Like all the horny scenes, boom, 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 and that this was Giorgio Moroder wrote the music. 
His mechanic, Tom Whitlock, wrote the lyrics for this thing. It won an Oscar, by the way, this song. Got an Oscar for, like, best song in a movie this year. And it was written by the dude and his fucking mechanic. <laughs> you gotta see this movie, Drake. Um, and, of course, they also wrote Danger Zone. And uh, Kenny Loggins did that one. He also... Uh, oh, they made that for this movie? Yeah, they wrote oh. all those songs for this movie. Whoa. Danger Zone, Playing With The Boys, who was also Kenny Loggins. That was written for the movie. <laughs> and Take My Breath that's Away. That's even funnier. Yes, who was recorded by Berlin back in the oh 80s. Oh my God, that's for even this movie. funnier that they made that song <laughs> yes, for the scene that didn't need to be in the movie at all. He didn't even have to say this, but Giorgio oh. Moroder literally was like, oh yeah, I thought of Take My Breath Away while I was in the car. Like on my way home, and like just I had my mechanic, like I think write I down know some what lyrics. song you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got an Oscar, mind you, by Berlin. Um, <laughs> dude, Danger Zone sold seven. It the, the album sold seven million in the U.S. alone. Uh, or I'm sorry, after the release of Loggins' single Danger Zone, sales of the album exploded, selling seven million in the U.S. alone. Uh, so the music was like, the music's a big part of the movie, definitely. Like that's definitely that's part of the yeah, whole. Yeah, I had thing. no idea that the soundtrack was custom made for this movie. Yeah, me neither. Not until I researched it. Yeah, I had no idea either. What's Top Gun Maverick got it? Is, I know. Is, man. Is, there, is there a custom soundtrack you, for this movie? You can't recreate that's a good it. Question. <laughs> that is a good question. You can't recreate what they did here, man. <laughs> they wrote a rock soundtrack. They wrote rock songs for the movie and got rock artists to do. The songs for the movie. That's so cool. Yeah. And they wrote it in their car with their mechanics. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that is hysterical. And so now we got the music slapped on there. Let's fucking, we'll talk about the release of this bad boy. Okay. This thing's coming out now. Dev, did you want to add about the music? Uh, yeah, well, the new map, Top Gun Maverick, has Danger Zone in it as oh, well. Oh, nice. It also has Great Balls of Fire. Oh, wow. Live by Miles Teller. Spoiler alert. Oh, boy. Too late, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Hans Zimmer. And oh, wow. Lady Gaga. Uh, I heard about that. I heard about that. Well, I think Hans that's Zimmer all the big names that I movie. see. Yeah. Everything else is like composers and like original music. But yeah, they definitely didn't write a whole yeah three th- huge rock songs. Yeah, like, you still hear today on the radio. Yeah, they wrote them oh, for I'm this sorry. movie. Not on the soundtrack, but in the film, Hank Williams, David Bowie, Otis Redding, and The Who. Oh yeah, those were from the original as well. Oh, they had okay, Dock yeah. of the Bay. And, yeah, no, yeah. it's I don't even know who you would get nowadays. Yeah, too, because music MGK. Is yeah, <laughs> that wouldn't make that audience happy. <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> not the, depending on the audience. No, yeah, no. the people in fucking Kansas, not those dust. No farmers. man, not for the, the dust farmers. <laughs> not for the quiet dirt. <laughs> yeah, no, and also it's like. Rock music is like not where it was in the eighties as yeah, far as like exactly. cultural relevance. So exactly. it's like you'd have to get rappers, but that wouldn't like fit the vibe of the movie. Like yeah. it's yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. interesting. You can't recreate it. Yeah, it was just a it was lightning in a bottle, man. That's what this movie was. That's why you got to see it. There was a story. One of the guys got kicked off of the aircraft carrier at one point. For what? <laughs> Told him to go home. Yeah. For what? He was he was. Uh, his bunk, they had them all in bunks on the aircraft carrier to, you know, sleep in when they weren't back at the hotel. Mm-hmm. And uh, the guy noticed that he was, like, really close to, like, a nuclear a nuclear reactor on the ship. And there was a sign on the wall that was, like, you know, 
this like nuclear warning sign and he was like fuck this i'm not sleeping here and he goes and he found another bunk to go sleep in he's like this looks mm. better for me yeah. and it turns out that was an officer's bunk oh. who was actively living in it and he was like you gotta get the fuck out and apparently he gave them so much shit about like i don't want to sleep in there they were like you your ass is going home you're going out. Bye bye. It's uh, like he was just freaking out for no reason. Like it wasn't actually dangerous. Ah oh, man, you know, maybe. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they. I'm sure that you know the VA has a bunch of cancer cases. Right, for right, right. Things, What's but... a third arm? You know, <laughs> I mean, maybe true. you'll get superpowers from sleeping in there. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but, uh... superpower or die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Either way, it's you up did. to you. Yeah, <laughs> however you want to look at this. <laughs> I gotta sleep next to radiation to be in Top Gun. Sign right. Me up. Yeah. Sign me up. Like I said, anything you need me to do, I'll do it. If well, you, need so to... you can look at this two ways. You can look at this as you're dying, or you have a superpower of losing your hair real fast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the ability. Let me tell you do from you... experience. That is not a superpower. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you want to be Captain Balding or do you want to be a corpse? <laughs> Captain Balding. Captain Balding. <laughs> uh, this thing premieres. The, they had the uh, the first. The initial premieres were New York City on May twelfth, nineteen eighty six, and another one in San Diego on May fifteenth. Uh, so Maverick came out right around the same time that the the original one did. Um, oh, I guess yeah. It was like. You know, it's t- it's the time of the year for it. Yeah, yeah. You don't summertime, baby. You don't release this in October. No, no, no. This is summer. I gotta, yeah. I gotta get hyped to play volleyball. Yeah, ex- I was about to say uh. we want to be extra oily on the volleyball <laughs> sand. Uh, <laughs> uh, the film opened in the U.S. and Canada in 1,028 theaters on May 16th. A uh, week prior to the Memorial Day weekend, which was considered a gamble, by the way. They were like, why not just release it on Memorial Day, I guess. Um, this is It all gets a little weird. I still don't quite understand. It was, this was de- back in the day where they were still premiering things in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it became a success, and it was the highest-grossing film of 1986, and it would be six months before its theater count dropped below that of its opening week. Wow. This thing went six months consistent. That's wild. Yes, because even the movies that like are in the Billy Club, like they have steep drop-offs after opening weekend. Like, yeah. you make most of that money in your first couple weekends. Within- That's why I'm telling you, this is like a lovable movie, Drake. Like, you're going to watch it, and you, this is one of those that you can watch again. It might yeah. not be right after, but, like, when we saw this as a kid, it's like, if it's on TV, I watch it. You yeah. Know? It's like one of those mm-hmm. where it's like, it's not a bad movie. It's it's overplayed at certain parts, but right. it's kind of the novelty of it is like, mm. oh, this is awesome. This is so classic and 80s iconic. And yeah, like yeah, yeah. You're definitely not looking for like, although I've said it and I'll say it again. I'm going to cry dear Maverick. I already know. But, you know, this is not a movie you're going to cry in. You know, this is a, <laughs> this is a turn your brain off and Why watch are you going to cry during stuff. Maverick? Bro, it just means so much, man. It means so much. Val is like, he his throat's gone now and fucking everybody's all old and it was like this thing now. that happened that now we're, you know, it's like fucking... <laughs> Val didn't have a fucking it's throat anymore. Ice man. Yeah, man. Oh, I can't wait but uh (laughs) it was number one on its first weekend with a gross of 8.2 million and went on to a total gross domestic of 176.8 million 
177 million internationally. So worldwide box office total was 353 million dollars, and when you put that through the old inflation calculator, that's about 950 mil. So okay. it almost reached like with inflation, pretty yeah. much a billion dollar film. Okay, all right, cool. And how much was it made for? What was the budget? Oh, actually, this is the weirdest part. I did not put that in here, and I don't know why. <laughs> That's the weirdest part? I know. Yeah, oh. well, that is very true. I don't know if that was the weirdest part. <laughs> what was the weirdest part? You tell I, me. I think it is still like the chain of events to be like, let's take the pedophile photographer's inspiration <laughs> to make this oily shirtless volleyball scene that doesn't actually have anything to do with the plot of the movie. Amen. And then we're going to write a song about boys fondling Playing boys. with the boys. For no reason. Like, it doesn't It doesn't sound like it supports it. The, the, the plot of the movie in any way. It just watch it. It all feels like a joke that got out of hand. Like, they're just <laughs> sitting around, like, in one of those, like, fits of laughter where you're like on the floor and you can barely breathe and then they were like no but we're actually gonna do that i mean you know dude ron simpson was railing cocaine this whole time you gotta remember that you know yeah, yeah, you gotta yeah. remember this is the 80s yeah, yeah, yeah so the budget for the movie was uh, around 15 million dollars that's so, it yeah 15 15 million one five for top gun whoa and even through the old inflation calculator that is only 40 million dollars to make top such gun. a cheap movie and they made three hundred and fifty million dollars off of a fifteen million dollar movie. Holy shit! Fucking hell, man. Wait, and uh, how, so it, was that because the 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 U.S. government fronted some of the bill, or that is including what the U.S. That, government spent? That could be part of it. You know, that was uh, one thing. Is they were the twenty thousand dollars an hour thing? Like I said, that was for when they were actively using those jets. Mm-hmm. But other than that, they were literally, you know, it's it's not any more yeah. than the budget allowed to film yeah. those planes taking off right. regularly. Yeah, you're just filming and on the yeah. yeah, and they had a lot of model stuff that they were doing. They also, you know, they were cheating yeah. a lot of it. You yeah, know, for sure. But uh, I mean. It was genius, though. They like, yeah. I mean, the movie that came out, I can't believe that 15 was. Fifteen million. One of those million went to Tom Cruise. Yeah, one of those million went to Tom. Another million probably went to Val. You know, and uh, yeah, but that's and they they sold two million went to the fuel. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> two million. Yeah, two million for the gear for the for the shit that they were using on the on the ship. You know, the jets. Uh, and they sold the ticket sales. They sold forty seven point sixty five million tickets in North America alone. In its initial theatrical run. Whoa. Um, oh, and back to theaters later? Yeah. Or, yeah, just like uh, they also did the home video thing. Their oh, home video right, thing yeah. was a big deal I'm about to get right. into. It's very interesting. So check this out. The new, before you get into that real quick, I just found out that the new Maverick film, oh, it was shot in IMAX, Sony 6K full frame cameras. Jesus. So there's crazy fucking cameras they put on these jets called a Cinejet, okay. which is basically like a, a rocket jet, like an actual fighter jet with like a nose dolly that spins around like this 6K high def fucking camera. God. They had 800 hours of uh, more than footage, more than what they originally sh- planned to shoot for the film. So they had 800 hours extra aside from the footage that they had already planned to shoot. Jeez. And that, just that 800, the extra that went to the cutting room floor exceeded all the combined footage shot for all of the Lord of the Rings movies in the trilogy. What the fuck? Shit. 
Yeah. So God. I don't know how much they spent on this new one, but it definitely wasn't fucking it's like a billion. Jesus Christ, dude! I can't imagine the nightmare of being the editor that has to pick out the footage out of eight hundred hours. Oh my God! It was the director and the director and his editing team. They've been editing since twenty nineteen. Oh my God! Yeah, I, I, that's. I was wondering. I was like, I've been hearing about Top Gun Maverick for like my like yeah. a, a decade. Uh, Two thousand ten is when they started talking about doing it. Like I've been hearing about this movie for so long. I was like, what the fuck is taking so long? And I know that the COVID had something to do with like the delay but i was like jesus christ <laughs> COVID was a blip on the map yeah it's ever gonna fucking come out that was uh the first jurassic park that was how it was it took like 10 years to make really? Jurassic park yeah mm. i think actually like 13 years when all i said Whoa. was de- they said jurassic park took so long that the technology was changing as they were making it wow i'm sure the same with maverick i'm yeah. sure they were having like fuck yeah. now this thing that we got 10 years ago is we can Shit. do it new i wonder what they're gonna do with that other 800 footage like do you uh yeah. s- sell it as as b-roll yeah you, just, you open <laughs> yeah. up a, a top gun library yeah, like, we're gonna see a lot of Top Gun. Pay, pay $30 a month to access the <laughs> Top Gun library. <laughs> exactly, so, man. The, the, a giant film financing firm from China is called Tencent. Oh, yeah. Did yeah, Tencent oh, yeah. do this? Ten, no, well, Tencent was a part of this originally, and originally they the production team and crews removed the flag uh, or of, Thai, of Japan and the. Um, the government of Taiwan. Yeah. And in the Tencent got pissed and ended up pulling out because they were like, you guys are going to make us look bad or whatever. Good. So after they pulled out, they put the flags back on the jacket. Nice. So they might've paid and not gotten their money back. They were set to produce and pay for 12% of the film's financing, but they're uncredited. Mm. In the in this project, so they probably paid it, and they were like, "Yeah, we're gonna do one anyways." <laughs> and they were like, "You bastards!" And like left, and like, "Fuck you, Charlie." Yeah, you know, well, like, good riddance. <laughs> Get out of here. I'm we don't sh- need your fucking ten cent money over yeah, here. We don't need well, I don't need your John Cena money f- <laughs> fueling my American uh, Top Gun. Uh, I bet you the Pentagon was like, "Hey, CIA." How do we get the Chinese to pay for a part of this but not actually have anything to do with it? Right. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure there's a contract in place. There's no way that they just like left 12 million on or however much on the table. Like yeah. either they're getting a cut of the back end or that that money is no longer that money is no longer coming. No, no, no. Tencent chose to pull out because they didn't the financing company didn't want to piss off the Chinese government. Right. Mm. Yeah. I see. So it was a choice by them. They were like, you guys are doing things that's going to make us look bad, so we might as well be like, eh, we'll just cut this as a loss. Yeah, I see. Okay. Get out of here. Good riddance. <laughs> but uh, so, back to the CAG. So when the first one came out, uh, numerous critics, of course, complained that the movie largely amounted to a Navy recruitment film. And the U.S. Navy stated that the film's popularity resulted in a 500% increase in the number of recruits wanting to enter into their aviation program. Uh, Listen to this. Paramount offered to include a Navy recruitment ad on the initial uh, on the initial home video release in exchange for the debts that were owed to the Navy for their cooperation for that two million dollars. How about instead of paying you back? We'll slap an ad for you on the front of the VHS. Uh-huh. And the Navy was like, no, we want our money because this thing is already like a huge propaganda tool that that would just be overkill. Yeah, we don't even okay. need the ad in the beginning. Yeah, now, like, now, now you're landing on too thick. Now you're landing on too <laughs> thick, you know. Dude, they would, the U.S. Navy set up recruiting booths 
in the back of movie theaters. Oh my fucking god. They had recruiters at the movie theaters and they said they had the highest application rate for years out of these fucking movie theater recruiters. Holy shit. That's <laughs> it gets wild. A, it gets a little dicey God, there. it's so manipulative. Yeah. Especially because it's like, it's not as fun as it looked on that screen. Yeah. Like, no, realize God. you have to become a concert pianist now. Yeah. You have to become a, an astrophysicist. Yes. You have to get down to 7% body fat, Shubbo. Most, And then yeah. also, you have to, you have to be well, in the military. I'm sure there was a, a whole litany of people that joined the Navy wanting to be in the naval aviator, but that's not how the military works. No, you're going to be... When you join the military, they tell you what you're going to be. You're going to be mopping shit. Yeah. You're on some fucking deck on some boat for fucking four years. You're mopping It's like out in the middle of the Pacific, you know, doing whatever. When we land our planes, you can clean the vomit out of the back of it, you fuck. That's as close to Top Gun school as you'll ever get is cleaning the fucking puke out of the planes. Piece of shit. Fighter pilots, all of them are officers, so they all have to have a college degree. Yeah. So there's nobody that's right out of high school or without a college degree that's going to become a fighter. No, pilot. No, no way, no way. It's like, how smart are you, kid? <laughs> if if you're dumb enough to sign up at the movie theater, you're not smart enough to join Top Gun. <laughs> that. Is hilarious. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> uh, you're like, like I, I thought it was Top Gun, and it was really Mikhail's name. <laughs> exactly, dude. Yes, yes. That's what you're truly getting. Oh my god. Why is piano uh, a part of this? <laughs> yeah, I thought we were gonna be hot. Play oh, faster. Yeah. <laughs> Clean that vomit off my piano. I vomit when I'm playing piano at the bar because I'm too drunk. He's just constantly cleaning up vomit after the fighter pilots, even at the bar. It's like, fuck. I watched Top Gun and now I'm the puke cleaner. <laughs> Damn you, Tom Cruise. Oh, man. Um, yeah, and this is where, of course, I was talking about leather jackets, white t shirts, aviators, all came fucking. Mm-hmm. Smashing back into the style. Ray Bans. Ray Bans. Ray Bans were like made for the for like this movie made that brand. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> A win for big sunglass. <laughs> Um, Ray Bans and Hayes through the loop. It also it really like seeped into the culture, of course, of the actual school. Uh, they got to the point where they were having to find people for like quoting the film and shit. Like they, apparently, they're still to this day at the real Top Gun school. There's a five dollar fine for any time you say like. I got the need, the need for speed. Like, <laughs> Wait, yeah. why? Because they're like, you guys aren't in the fucking movie. Like, that's just not real. Like, get back so, to your shit. Get back to cleaning pews. There's, there's a documentary that everybody listening should go watch. It's on YouTube for free uh, under the Spark channel. Spark is a really good documentary channel. Um, but the, the documentary, all you got to do is YouTube the real life Top Gun Operation Red Flag. So... The actual fighter pilot school in modern day is called Operation Red Flag. And it's fighter pilot training school Red Flag. It's like that's their branding on all their signs and all their shit. So there's a documentary. It's like 45 minutes long, but it goes through. It was made in 2004 and it goes through the real life Top Gun, like the modern day Top Gun. And they talk about that in the documentary about like how they had to like 
tell fucking people to stop fucking quoting this movie so much because I know this is not a game. <laughs> yeah. This is not a joke. Right. You guys think this is fun. It's not. It's not supposed to be. Your body is writing checks that your your body can't catch. <laughs> that's, your, your whatever. that's what he said you in the movie. <laughs> your mouth is writing checks that your body can't catch. Is that what this is from? Yeah. Is that what, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. probably a bunch of quotes I've heard my whole life that I had no idea are from this movie. Oh, yeah, dude. This movie is credited with starting the home video industry. Like, this this, okay, I'll tell you. Originally, VHS tapes were priced at $100. Hold on, hold on. Oh. Drake, there was these things called VHS tapes. <laughs> right. They were little black boxes. They were little black boxes with movies inside of them. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, and you a would, whole movie in there. <laughs> and they were $100, and you would put them in your $5,000 VCR, and that's no shit. They were anywhere from $1,500 to $5,000. What the fuck? I had no idea they were that Oh, expensive. my God. That's yeah, insane. Dude. I, I don't know who owned these things. At, at the billionaires. This was like the time when the first cell phone that looked like a giant yeah. walkie-talkie yeah. was invented. <laughs> that was also 2000 thousand dollars it was know. it was made yeah. like for rich actors who wanted to be able to watch their own films back yeah, easily. exactly yeah they um, honestly what VH- did, were too drunk to operate a projector reel yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> honestly what vhs tapes were were for video stores they were for rental mm. like they would sell them for a hundred bucks a pop to big video stores blockbusters shit like that mm. and they were just meant to rent out like people would come rent them rent them to what your five thousand dollar machine that you just casually yes, have at exactly. home Exactly, exactly, exactly. It was not a great business yet until Top Gun came along. Top Gun came out and they made a deal with Pepsi Cola at the time. Pepsi bought ad space at the beginning of the VHS. It was this like funny ad for Pepsi where it's a fighter pilot and he can't pour his Pepsi because the plane's going so fast. And so he flies it inverted, and the Pepsi falls out of the bottle into his cup. That's such a good ad. Yes, That's such a good yes. ad. And so they made up for a big portion of what this tape was going to sell for. So they were able to sell it for $26.95 for the VHS. Now you can have it for 26 bucks, not 100 So this like brought people actually buying... VHS tapes, it made it a thing. Top Gun. Yeah. It was and through the old through the old inflation calculator, a VHS that was a hundred bucks back then, that's like two hundred and seventy five dollars nowadays. And so even the Top Gun one, the cheaper one that you could buy, was still like seventy five bucks. I mean that's if you get like a 4K yeah. Blu-ray, you're paying like 60 bucks. Right. Yeah. And it was like buying, it's like a video game. Video games yeah. are 60 bucks. Yeah, yeah, So this Top Gun VHS was like buying a video game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? That makes sense. And you owned it. Yeah, it's so novel. Yeah, like yeah. I can I can see that. <laughs> like you said, I don't know what you're going to play it on unless you yeah. have the $5,000 VCR, but you know, that's up to you. <laughs> <laughs> that's your problem. That's up to you, wheat farmer in Kansas. <laughs> We're cashing that wheat. <laughs> Better turn that wheat into some bread. Yeah, man. <laughs> Uh, the court, I got rave reviews. Robert Roger Ebert did not like it very much, though. He gave it 2.5 out of 4 stars. He says, Movies like Top Gun are hard to review because the good parts are so good and the bad parts are so relentless. <laughs> the dogfights are absolutely the best since Clint Eastwood's electrifying aerial scenes in Firefox. But look out for the scenes where the people talk to one another. <laughs> um, <laughs> look out for those. <laughs> Go ahead, uh. Dude, Fun fact about Pepsi, and I knew this, but I had to look up the details for it. Um, you want to know why Pepsi probably got inspired after, you know, 
they did this video home demand thing for Top Gun, right? So uh. they got all this draw from the military. Well, in 1989, Pepsi became the sixth largest military in the world. Wait, what? What? Tell you how. what? Yeah. <laughs> You, there's there's some YouTube uh, oh, like docuseries on this, it. and I knew this, but I didn't know the deal about it. The Pepsi and the Soviet Union signed a deal where the Russians gave Pepsi, the company Pepsi, 17 submarines, one frigate, one cruiser, and one destroyer for $3 billion worth of Pepsi. What? Making them the sixth largest what? military. Why, was, why does Pepsi want a standing army? Why? Why? Uh, that's a good question. Why I don't know indeed? Who them, but I, I mean, what the, are they the shipping? Russians, the uh, what? Maybe they were rival cocaine dealers. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they needed a lot of protection so, to ship that sugar water that they made here in America. We gotta smuggle this Pepsi across the borders. <laughs> it was. It, it was because uh, Pepsi was. So popular in Russia, more way more popular than Coca-Cola, but the USSR didn't have any money to fucking pay Pepsi for their products. Oh my God. So they were like, we'll give you this like older military fucking equipment as a payment. You just keep funding our fucking empire with, you know, Pepsi because that's the only thing that's gonna keep fucking people happy. You this, know, we're gonna, this is we're gonna a lose movie. the fucking empire. That's a movie. And that's exactly yeah, it is. And that's you know, I hear, you know. A script in the making, um, but I think that that's um, it's. So they paid for all of this for the movie, and then Pepsi ran a series of commercials with like destroyers. Oh with my the Pepsi god, logo they on. did! I remember that. Oh Do my god, dude! That, uh, it, they used all of it for their fucking marketing Jesus campaign. Here, fucking I'll, Christ! I remember that. So, yeah, Miles Teller and Jonah Hill need to make War Dogs too about this. I Pepsi still have deal. to see War Dogs. Oh. So good, God, so I, good. I, I, need a, I need like a movie marathon night. I need to just like take a night. <laughs> so off. they had a Harrier jet. Oh too. my god! And they had a Harrier jet, and they were like giving it away. They did some kind of promotional campaign where people would buy Pepsi and get points in exchange for different prizes. And like one of them was like this absurd amount of points for this fucking Harrier jet. So somebody won it and then they wouldn't give him the jet so he sued him he sued pepsi and was like give me this fucking jet and i'm going oh, they settled or whatever but still that's a ridiculous fucking thing but that's it that is oh it. okay that's Wait, top gun was there really nothing else <laughs> No, that was okay. It. Yeah. See, was... I, I'm afraid I'm going to agree with Roger Ebert. I'm afraid that the 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 bad in this movie is going to be so relentless, is the way you described it. That like the the parts that are good are just going to fall flat because no, I'm going to be like, man. it wasn't worth all the talking. You will be in... that I had to put up with you, this you terrible think that script until you watch it, and then you're like, I'm in love with all these people. I want the best for them, and I just want to watch them all fuck and be oiled up. More uh, oil. But that's it. That's it. Cool. That, that is Top Gun. Man, awesome. Now go go see Maverick. Yeah, baby. <laughs> uh, you, you convinced me to... I'll add it to the list. I can't promise when I'll get to it, but I'll get to it. Yeah. It went from not being on the list at all to it's somewhere on there. <laughs> okay. So... Dev and I uh, are going to go watch it right now. I am. I am encouraged. I'm definitely going to turn. Yeah. Up. I'm encouraged to see it uh, sooner than later, just so uh, I can catch Maverick in theaters. It's on Netflix. It's on mm -hmm. Paramount Plus. Uh, it's um, out there. Hold on. I'm gonna let's do a live check. I want to see if it's on my wall. Hold okay. on. Okay. 
That was gonna. This is. That's a real submarine. <laughs> that's insane, dude. <laughs> that's not Photoshop. That is Pepsi Cola printed or painted on a Russian. That's sub. so crazy. Wow. They showed me the Pepsi Cola sub. <laughs> what in the hell? Uh, I feel like I and it's so funny. I feel like I heard about this like a hundred years ago, but then I never really like. Uh, it's just hitting me. <laughs> you should watch this. These two are uh, good doggy series. Gotcha. Infographic show is a good one. Uh, but All Kripser, right, so I don't know if you've ever heard of them. There, he's an Irish dude who does these short little documentaries. He's called Tales from the Bottle, and he basically like this is what I found when I got drunk and did some research. <laughs> it's hilarious. That's funny. So That's awesome. Uh, That's it is, awesome. Uh, it is not on the shelf. Dark docs. Oh, okay. Well. You got to get it on Netflix. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll find a way. <laughs> Life uh, finds a way. Life, uh, where there's a will, uh, there's a way. Uh, but yeah, so we just uh, that, that was a wild story though. Like that right. was that's one of those ones where like the making of is far more interesting than I could have ever imagined. Man, um, yeah. So yeah, water world in space, water world in the sky, water world in the sky, <laughs> man. I think it was water world esque. What do yeah. you think? A little bit. Yeah. Uh, modes I mean, of transportation. I agree. Modes of transportation were important. It was on the. It wasn't as a. It wasn't as big of a clusterfuck yeah. as water. No, the, it actually no. went, it didn't cost nearly as much money. I'm surprised it went as smoothly as it did. To it, be honest, it went shocking. Man, Jerry yeah. Bruckheimer, man. Yeah, J- yeah old JB, you know JB, JB, don't miss. I know why it went smoothly. Because it was dealing with the best of the U.S. fucking military. Damn right. They're not gonna. They're not gonna let it fuck up. Yeah, they're not gonna that's like, true. That's very true. You know, they, have some Kevin Costner fucking film something. Yeah, yeah. they probably. They probably should have. Like, no, we're not gonna fly today. The weather's bad. Yeah, Sorry, they probably should have consulted the Navy before they decided where they were gonna film during hurricane season. <laughs> yeah, in Hawaii. yeah. I'm sure yeah. someone could have told them. Yeah, Top Gun <laughs> made the right. Yeah, I mean, if there were uh, conditions more disciplined than filming on an aircraft carrier for the Top Gun school, you know, mm-hmm. there was probably they probably had all their schedules were probably met. You know, <laughs> I imagine they, yeah. I imagine they weren't late on doing stuff. But, um, um, but yeah. yeah. You can find me on Instagram at Drake Cummings, on Twitter at Drake underscore Cummings, on TikTok at Hollywood Drake, YouTube Drake Cummings, and my merch store, Raging20sMerch.com. You can find me on Twitter at AbracadabraDev or on Instagram at Sailor underscore Dev. But everyone, we have an announcement. Uh, there is a Twitter or a Discord channel for film history, the history of film now. Nice. It is on the Abracadabra Film server. Uh, if you go to my Twitter, or the Film History Twitter, you'll be able to find the link in the invitation to the server, and there we're going to be doing some really fun, interactive stuff with you guys. And if you, for whatever reason, uh, you know, I know times are tough, and if you can't jump on the Patreon, come check us out in Discord, because we're going to do some, like, live readings, we're going to hang out, we're going to watch films together, and, we're, you know, you'll be able to talk shop and hang out with us while we, you know, do like a, a banter and, and have some fun. So we've got some really cool things planned. Join the Discord and join the Patreon. Love it. Yeah, and uh, a little bit more elaboration on the Patreon. You can go to our, uh, the link is in the bio of our Instagram, or you can just find us at Film History, the History of Film Patreon. Every month you get an episode of Game History, which you might remember I did a, a trial episode of that for uh, for everyone to enjoy uh, back at the beginning of the year. But we got two episodes of that. We just did the one on uh Grand Theft Auto. So if you want to hear the history of Grand Theft Auto, check that out. 
and then we also do an outtakes compilation. There's so much that does not make, much like the 800 hours of film uh, yeah. for Top Gun Maverick that didn't make it in. Yeah. There's a lot of banter that we have, like jokes that we think are maybe too edgy for the, sh- the like the public audience or whatever. That all make it onto that Patreon outtakes yeah. compilation. Low key, some of our best sh- work and. Uh, uh, then at the $10 tier, uh, you're going to get an extra bonus thing every month. Last month, it was uh, a special report on Ezra Miller, an industry roundtable on Giant Depp, and uh, some other some other stuff. And this month, it was a uh, launch of a new show called uh, Conversations of Friends, where uh, yeah. we sat down with one of our friends and just kind of, uh, we talked a little bit behind the scenes about the show and uh, discussed some of our... Uh, some some funny uh, Hollywood stories that we have from working background in LA. So yeah. uh, if any of that sounds interesting in the slightest, go ahead and check us out. Uh, you can become a patron for as little as three dollars. Yeah, come on, uh, step right up, three dollars, three dollars, step right up to our Patreon. Uh, you can also find me at Jimmy Deloy or James Wyatt Scott, depending on where you're looking for me. You can find us at Film History, the History of Film, or FHHF Podcast. You can also find me. Drunk on an aircraft carrier. What, I gotta go up in that jet today? Oh, bring the puke cleaning, boy. (laughs) 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 That's in film history. The The history of film. You know what I'm talking about!